Right then, hello, welcome. This is a very lo-fi, low-production values introduction to Adventures in New Music, the podcast where your hosts, Andy, me, and Chris, him, talk about two new albums a week. This week, we're talking about Aspects by Strata and Piano Piano by Jeremiah Freights. Join us on our adventures, available everywhere. Find us on our website, adventuresinnewmusic.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe, tell your friends, and join us! Hello, mate. You all right? Yep, I've let you down on the intro score there. I You've know. not I, let I me have. down. I have. You've I have not let me down. It's, it's, the, uh, it's episode 13, it's unlucky for some. It's unlucky um, for you, because I'm here letting you down. No. Not You're at all. Too kind. Too kind, mate. Not at all. How's uh, how's the, how's life? Life's how's the world right. treating you? All right. The what? The mill. Life. Just how's life treating you? How's the world treating how, you? I thought you said how's the mill. I'm like, I don't work at the mill anymore. <laughs> it's not 1910. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. You know, busy as busy as. Uh, what's going on? You know, getting out a little bit more, getting out and about, seeing the world a bit. It's quite nice, really, isn't it? Good. It is not, nice. Not too much of it. Not too much. It but, is you know, nice. Just enough. What about you? Yeah, um, not a massive amount to report. To be honest, <laughs> this week, not a massive amount to report. Should we just um, belt straight on with the old music recommendations? A little, yeah. Top of the top of the show. Top of the show. Why not? Um, I've got I've got three uh, three musics and yep. two films. Which oh, is nice. Very unlike me. Um, what I'll, have you got? Uh, what have you got? I've got. Three three musics, one film, one live performance. Oh, right, a live performance, mate. Right, okay, cool. Well, uh, hit, hit me with your musics. Musics, okay, three album recommendations. So first one, um, Tomorrow's uh, Three. It's the third part of the Tomorrow's Trilogy by Sun Lux. Have you come across Sun Lux? No, I don't know them at all, no. Oh, mate, have I never played one of my favourite clips on youtube is their performance of a song called easy live from the montreux jazz festival in 2016 i can't believe i've not put i've not bullied you into watching this <laughs> i will send you the link yeah, and you can watch it straight after um, okay. i will also put the link in the show notes because although strictly not new because it's from 2016 this is one of my favorite musical clips on youtube it's just insane it's just an amazing performance anyway a band that I like a lot, they're electro, um, a lot of sort of orchestral bits to it though, a lot of strings, um, really, really cool, um, check it out, brilliant. The album is Tomorrow's Three by Sun Lux. Um, my second recommendation is a band that we checked out on our adventures before we got around to podcasting, or say mm. a band, it's an artist, it is uh, Clark. You remember Clark? Oh yeah. So Clark's got a new album out, Playground in a Lake, and this is um, this is a real good companion piece to one of the albums that we've touched on this week. And this is sort of a classical crossover, isn't it? Do you remember? Yeah. It's sort of piano themed classical yeah. crossover. Um, really, really enjoyed when we listened to Clark's last album, and this one's great as well. Really, really good. It's interesting stuff, isn't it? So what I remember yeah. of that album was it was sort of it was fairly dark in places, but it was all very dark, kind of acoustic instruments, acoustic orchestral instruments a lot of the time, but sort of being yeah. used in unusual ways. Is that a similar thing, or it's a very similar thing? It's so I think it picks up where the last album 
sort of stops, if you will. Um, mm. I've got a bit of a special place in my heart for that last Clark album because I just remember it was when we started doing our adventures. It was quite an early adventure, wasn't it? And I remember, um, without wanting to bring the podcast down, right at the top of the show, but um, I remember it was the, um, the the funeral of a good friend of mine and I remember we just sort of swapped albums. I remember listening to the, the Clark album on headphones while I went for a run the morning of his funeral kind of to clear my, my head. And it was just such a beautiful album. It just really sort of, and it really reminds me of that day in a good way, in a good mm-hmm. way now. So uh, I was really looking forward to this new Clark album. And it's, it's good. It is good. Really nice. Oh, really, really nice. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, what about, should we go for one of your musical right. rec- records? Let's, let's go with one of mine. Okay. Uh, so a quick one, two, two quick ones. Gajira, who I've mentioned before, who've got a new album out called Fortitude, have now released the whole thing. And it's it's French metal. I wouldn't have said death metal. It's a little bit easier to to swallow than that. Um, uh, they've been going for ages. Got lots of albums out, but it's just another consistently good album from one of the sort of top bands of the genre at the moment. I would say really, really good. See, I've heard a few people bigging up this album mm-hmm. and I... saying how good it is, in- including. Um, a, a, a drummer, a YouTube drummer who puts out, he does like sort of covers of songs and I think somebody challenged him to put out a, a cover of one of these songs and uh, I noticed he put a video out the other day and he's like sort of um, saying, right, I'm going to release this cover that I've done of one of these songs. I'm going to hold my hands up. I am not athletically fit enough to be able to do the, <laughs> to be able to do the double bass on this song. He said, I've been practicing it for a week and it's just not happening. So wow. I'm doing my own, my own version of it. So I love yeah, that. I'll be checking that album out. Yeah, do do, and I think you'll be impressed. I mean, they're really good musically across the across the board. That band, um, yeah. Black Keys, who we kind of talked about briefly last week, got a new album coming out called Delta Cream, which is kind of cool. Um, and they've only got two tracks off it so far: Crawling King Snake and Going Down South. Both of them really, really strong. And um, I just, nice. I just, I'm a latecomer to that band. I think. Yeah, I am. I am. Um, but uh, I really, really enjoy them. Really cool. Heck of a work rate. Yeah, they just keep churning them out, don't they? Now yeah. that's that's now. I don't want to. Again, you know, this is this is not wishing to get off on a ranty start, but that's 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 a two piece. Yeah. But it's clearly not a two piece. So the way I look at that that band, they're not trying to pretend they just play everything themselves because when you watch them live, it's a whole load of people. Mm. but it's like it's clearly they're the kind of brains behind the operation those two i'm fine with that i'm fine with that it's not not know. dissimilar to tune yards who we talked about a couple of weeks ago where mm. they're a two-piece but live they have the session guys yeah, involved yeah. i'm i'm fine with that and air were the same you know loads loads of bands do it I think loads of, i mean it, loads of bands it, it, even the likes of biffy clyro they've got yeah. your two your two hired help guys who come yeah. in when they're playing live you know um i think it's just it's, royal blood for <laughs> I think you just don't like Royal Blood, mate. It's not a problem. It's not but, a problem. But I want to. Why? Because they sound quite good, but I just can never get over like what? Anyway, anyway, let's not let's not do that again. I'm sorry. I've done That's it. That's fine. That's fine. Shall I hit you with one of my next my final music recommendation? This album is fantastic, and I've got to say it's um it's one of my favourites that I've heard this year, non-podcast related. The album is called The Million Masks of God, and it's by Manchester Orchestra, who you might remember the singer featured on Touche Amore's album Oh yeah, last mm. year. Um, I urge you to check it out. It's really, really good. 
really right. good. It's All a band right. that I've always sort of, I've listened to the tracks and always gone, oh, that's pretty cool. This album feels like they're stepping it up another gear. Cool. It's good. Are Manchester actually, Orchestra. Are they from Manchester? No, I don't think so. I don't right, think so. Okay. I always found that a little bit confusing because, you know, working in Manchester and stuff, I was a bit like, I don't know why. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, and, and sillily, because it's always, because I always used to get a muddled up with Cinematic Orchestra, who are a Manchester-based band, yeah, right, just purely okay. because it's got the word orchestra in there. No, I do that kind of thing all the time. ELO, thought they were a Manchester-based band. <laughs> no, I didn't really. Yeah, I mean, like, only the other day I wanted to put a bit of uh, a bit of rock on, I ended up with the Philharmonic Orchestra, I mean, mental. <laughs> it's not. I it's... didn't. <laughs> It was a good, well, good wind-up, though. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it? It was great. Uh, let's have the films. Oh, can I can I hit you with one last? Uh, can I hit you? With one oh, last sorry, music? you got another. Sorry, yes, go on. Jump so in the gun. You were jumping the gun, but that's all right. Um, so, in, in an effort to combat, I, did I tell you I got a new job? It was really stressful. Well, in, yeah. in, in, in an effort to combat, it, I've signed up to Headspace, which is like quite a cool, uh, yeah. you know, meditation, chilling out stuff. I'm not very good at meditating, but it's quite nice just to listen to nice things. Anyway, they got this focus section where it's like, you know, listen to some stuff to help you focus on stuff. And I was like, all right, cool, I'll have a go on that. Arcade Fire have a 45-minute instrumental track on there that they've done right. sort of especially. It's called Memories of the Age of Anxiety. and um it's amazing. It's not really like anything they've ever done that I know of. Um, very, very electro, but quite sparse. Probably a little bit, uh, you know, very much like the, the stuff the drummer was doing, the solo stuff, but not as off the wall as that, I don't think. Um, really, really cool. I don't know if you can find it anywhere else. I haven't really looked, but Memories of the Age of Anxiety by Arcade Firehouse sort of... I don't know. My new jam. It's really cool. cool. Mm. Oh, nice. Hit me with a film. Hit you with a film. So you've got two film recommendations. I've got two films. Wouldn't surprise me if this, I have the same one as you. Oh, shall, yeah. Shall I give you, give you mine? Go on in. So this week uh, we watched Nomadland. Yes. Yeah. Is that gonna, was that going to be one of yours? That's one of mine. Let's, Isn't let's, it good? Let's converse. Well, uh, <laughs> I've got, I got to confess abandoned it after about an hour and ten really yeah i just i was so bummed out by that point i was like oh, oh man we... yeah do you, I not, don't know did why. you not, did not enjoy the soundtrack yeah soundtrack was amazing again it's really like cool. it's again it goes hand in hand very well with one of the albums we're going to talk talk about tonight yeah, yeah very much yeah i agree I just, I got so, I don't know, I just, it just felt very bleak and I, I maybe I was just not in the right <laughs> right place. I need to be listening to my Headspace app a bit more, clearly. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah I just, I, you enjoyed it. Tell me, yeah. tell, tell, how's it end? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you off, off pod later. Right, right. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I think it's I think it's really good. I think it's worth a watch. And it okay. isn't. Next well, one, go on then, give me your other no, one. I'll, I'll finish it, I'll finish it, I think. But I was just, I mean, she's amazing. It's not, it's not a computer game, amazing. mate. It's not a computer game. <laughs> I'll complete it. The other film I've seen, it's been out for ages, Rocket Man. Oh, uh, okay. No, I haven't, but it's on my watch list along with about 135 other films. I'd watch it. It was really, really entertaining. And, yeah. uh, you know, I like Elton John uh, a lot. It's a, it's a really interesting, so it's a musical. The music sort of just jumps in here and there. Yeah. Um, it's not just like a sort of, biopic you feel sorry for him quite a lot and then at the end it's like oh he's 
he's one of the executive producers on it and so he's yeah. third. and you're like oh okay so this is definitely your side of the story <laughs> yeah 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 but did, uh, it's good i really enjoyed it did you watch bohemian rhapsody yes yeah, see yeah. i felt the same way about that i quite enjoyed it but I, I was never able to fully enjoy it because i knew how hands-on queen were mm-hmm. to the point where sasha baron cohen was lined up to play freddie mercury wasn't he and he left because he didn't like how hands-on they were being with the film. Oh, really? Is that where he left? Yeah, and, and I always sort of feel that... See, me and my wife went to watch um, the Kinks musical, Sunny Afternoon, mm-hmm. in London, which was amazing. It was really, really good, really incredible. But again, with that, it's like, well, Ray Davis has written it, and it's like, it just needs a little bit of snip-snip here and there. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't need yeah. to... He's obviously gone, I've got to put that bit in. That bit means so much to me. I've got to put that part. And it's like, I think you need a bit of a stronger editor. Hey, they should have got Dave Davis on it. Do you, do, they hated each other a lot of the time, over in the Kinks. Well, yeah, apparently. well, the the big sort of uh, rivalry was um, Dave Davis and the drummer. Oh, really? Were the, were, the, were the main two. They used to like throw cymbal stands and guitars at each other all the time. Well, yeah, they hated each other. Oh, right. Maybe that's the story I've heard then, because there's a story where Dave Davis, I think he just like smashes his guitar. I thought it was into Ray Davis, but just like knocks him out. It was probably the drummer then. It's the drummer. Yeah, it's the drummer. <laughs> knocks him out and he's like, Oh no, I've killed him. And he and they were doing a TV studio thing or something. And he like drops his guitar and just like runs. And and because it's like the sixties, like this horde of girls like runs after him down the street and he's like, Don't stop following me, I'm gonna be done for murder. <laughs> like, he's trying to get away. I don't I, I pictured the start of Austin Powers when I heard that story. I don't know if it's really true, but um tickled me. Anyway, he wasn't dead and it was It's uh, Mick Avery, the drummer. From the Kinks was, I think he was the one they had a had a Avery. Mm, yeah, those sixties, sixties uh, rascals. Hey, <laughs> indeed. Right, is that uh, is that it for our um, our, our week so far? Or did we... you do second? Did you do your second film? Yeah, Rocket Man. Oh, of course you did. Sorry. <laughs> so... Oh, I'm glad it made an impact on you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so my live performance, which I actually <laughs> sent you um, in WhatsApp the other day, um, I don't know if you watched it. Did you see the performance, that Genesis Owusu performance of Whipcracker live on the set? Oh, it's no, Australian. I didn't watch it. Oh, my word. This guy, he just blows me away. It's like he's like he's been performing for 20 years. The, the charisma and the confidence of the fella, it's just brilliant. So they play whipcracker which is we've said was one of our favorites on the mm-hmm. album and it's so sort of fast and furious and he does the whole rapping bit at the beginning but then of course you've got um what's his name callahan mm-hmm. coming in with the guitar parts but in the end when it all kicks in and the jamming and he's like singing he's going through it and you know singing the the, the verses and the chorus genesis Owusu. and then he'll do that thing that james brown used to do where he'll just turn around to his band and shout give me five and they'll go bam 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 back into the song and they go now seven and he'll just start shouting numbers at them and it's all i mean i don't know how much it's re- i'm sure it is rehearsed but it's just <laughs> brilliant this band are just so tight and he's strolling around the stage like stirring straight down the barrel of the camera and then you know three and they'll do this it's just brilliant that's so, so good cool. oh man i need to watch that so i'm yeah. a bit slack a bit slack this week but um, yeah, I would I recommend that. Um, also, before we crack on to the main body of the show, um, bit of a shout out. Thanks very much to uh, Phil from Preston-based uh, fanzine Secret Meeting, who sent us a nice little message on Instagram, didn't he? Saying um, on the back of our recommendation that he'd bought the vinyl of For Those I Love, 
Yeah. Which um, I was quite envious about that. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I wanted that on vinyl as well. <laughs> so, I'm sure there's another copy out there. Man. I think there will be. I think there will be. So yeah, <laughs> cheers for getting in touch, Phil, and telling us that. That's uh, that's really cool to yeah, see. Nice one, mate. Right then, should we hit the chips with this uh, week's albums? Let's hit the chips, bang on the salt and vinegar, and pop a bit of Tommy K on. <laughs> Right then, Christopher. <laughs> There's a lot of R's in that. I never heard of the murder. That was harder to say than I thought it was going to be. Um, right. Uh, what you got? So, uh, first of all, let's just clear this up because the, the band name here is S-T-R-4-T-A. How are we pronouncing this? Strata? It's Strata, but they've Is that all going for? Yeah, you know. It's like they're daring you to have a go at it, isn't it? Well, Yeah. Straforta. 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 We're going to go. Let's go Strata. Let's just. Yeah. Let's just, you know, pin it to the mast. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. All right. And they've got an album called. You're going to be sick. I do feel a little bit sick, actually. All right. Don't be sick on. I'll keep it in. Don't keep it in. You're like like the Ash Secret track. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Leaf. Don't do it. Don't do it. Terrible. Man. Absolutely terrible. And it just. Right, okay. what you got then? Say it. So, my album of the week <laughs> is Aspects by Strata. Let me take you back to the 18th of February, 2020. It was a simpler time back then. No COVID to deal with, no Panny D, and people were free to mix and rub shoulders. And that's exactly what they did at the O2 in London, where that year's Brit Awards were being hosted. Tyler, the creator, makes his way to the stage to collect his award for the best international male. And as he makes his speech, he shouts out to one of his biggest influences, British funk from the 80s. And it was this surprising catalyst which encouraged long-term friends and collaborators Giles Peterson and John Paul Mornick to revisit that era, but bring with them a fresh set of ideas and create the album that we've had in our ear goggles for the past seven days. And this album has 80s funk by the bagful. The record was built from the ground up, first by Giles Peterson digging out his old records and using them as a jumping-off point, then capturing that raw, moment-to-moment sound and creating incredible energy from outstanding live performances. And it must be said that this is a partnership that works incredibly well. Mornick bringing his A-game and past experience from being instrumental in the 80s acid jazz group Incognito, and Peterson, who in his own words, was at the back telling them, no, leave it like that, use the first take, cut it there in an attempt to prevent the album becoming too polished. And there is so much to enjoy with this record, from the catchy tunes to the wonderful musicians who appear, even down to the LP cover itself, which you get a blank white sleeve and a load of stickers to arrange and design the album cover as you see fit. So, Andy, I present to you my album of the week, Aspects by Strata. But here's the thing. Did it make you dig out your old tank top? Pull your white sports socks up to your knees, bang on that curly wig and your neon headband and shake your booty. Or did it make you draw your curtains, dim the lights, stick out your bottom lip and go, sweet lord, I hate slap bass. (laughs) (laughs) 
You'll find me somewhere between the two. I know um, you don't like slap bass. So I was a little bit worried about this album. Well, I, I feel like it might be fretless as well, which is sort of, <laughs> sort of worse, isn't it? Oh, I mean, imagine if it? Imagine if it's a six string as well. It's, it's, I reckon it's easily a five. It's like, oh, I remember talking to um, our, my mate Charles from Narenz. Great band, great, great guy, Charles. Hi, Charles. Probably doesn't listen. But um, definitely doesn't listen. But hi, Charles. <laughs> but he, uh, he he was like going, oh man, like when people play five string bass, you're like, oh, you play five string bass. <laughs> 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 and I'm sort of like, yeah, that's like, you haven't been very articulate there, but that's exactly how I feel. Um, yeah, you know what? It's forgivable because this record is, uh, it's just a party. It's like, uh, I enjoyed this so much. It took me a little while to figure it out because I put it on mm. late at night first and it was like, right, I'm just going to chill out to this. And it's like, oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Aspects, that would be the first track. The one Opening track, the, yeah. The record after. Nearly eight minutes long and you're like, okay, bold move, straight in there, big one. Don't feel like it though, does it? No, and, and it's funny because not a lot, you know, they definitely settle into a groove and then repeat that, repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. And then, you know, just, just it, it is a proper dance album. Mm. And um, and, and it, so there are not a lot of kind of material changes in, in, in certain passages, but it, it just sails by the whole thing. And yeah. then you, you just put it on again because it's a really nice vibe that it kicks out. Yeah. So how did you hear about this? Can't because you were watching the Brits. No, um, Six Music <laughs> had it as their record of the week about um, about a month back. Uh, I see. And, and uh, yeah, go on. And you talk about Giles Peterson digging out his old records. Now, it, it, this feels like live musicianship. So when he's yes. digging out his old, right, okay, cool. So it is live musicianship. Apart, I mean, if you look at the list of the musicians who are on, it's, there's some pretty impressive players on. There really is. I mean, um, Track four, we like it, has got uh, features uh, Pete Ray Biggin on drums, who, um, amongst other bands, plays for Level 42. Um, so you've got that whole sort of 80s vibe going on mm-hmm. there. But the, the list of uh, list of musicians is is fantastic, as long as you're armed. Um, and also, like, a lot of the, the, a lot of the programming as well is through... through People who are sort of known for right. doing that sort of that sort of programming, um, but yeah, I think the majority of it is is live played. It certainly sounds that way, even down to you know like the drum sound. You you get that sort of buzz of a snare, don't you? Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, and um, I, I I really really like this. I think what it does is it it perfectly captures that sort of authentic sound, captures the vibe of of the eighties funk. And I know it's like it's a bit of a homage to British British eighties funk, but through listening to this album, it made me revisit a couple of my favourite 80s albums both actually American but um, the, the Brothers Johnson winners and um, The Dude by Quincy Jones two of my favourite funk albums ever both early 80s funk stuff sound very similar to this very very similar more modern stuff the parts of this really ri- reminded me of um, the last Daft Punk album Random Access Memories oh yeah I listened to that actually yeah, it, it's quite like that. They did a definitely uh, a more kind of organic sounding thing on that on that record. Yeah, because funk isn't a, it's not a musical style that I know particularly well. And again, it's it's in that category of things that I've kind of gone oh, five string bass funk. Yeah, I mean, you know, you obviously know everyone knows James Brown and some of that really good 
kind of classy funk from from back then you know and everyone's heard the chili peppers and their brand of funk well, well. <laughs> we both feel similarly <laughs> about the chili peppers thing mm. um they, you know they've got you know they, they they've got their place they're all right but their place isn't in a, a conversation about this album it's not it's a completely different beast but uh, I wanted to talk drums, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, this felt very much like a drumming album. Yeah. Like I know, I know there was a lot else going on, but... Nah, well, that's interesting you say that, because to me, it feels like a drumming album, but obviously I am a drummer. I mean, my favourite song on the album, my favourite track is track six, After the Rain, which just right. has the maddest drum solo ever yeah. on it. It's superb. It's so good. Right in the middle of the track just the, the the drummers just dishing out polyrhythms like they're going out of style um it, it's just cool that's one that particularly reminded me of of, uh, of the daft punk the last daft punk album and i think in a similar sort of way to the, that last daft punk album i think it's because they use a number of different drummers mm-hmm. and each drummer brings their different sound their different style to it so it, it sort of keeps you on your toes a little bit yeah you know there's so three or four different guys on it drumming and and, and as they sort of as they each sort of have their turn coming on the album, if you will, you go, oh, cool. That's a-. So you've got the, the track with Pete Ray Biggin on. It's just like a proper groove. You know, it's got that uh, we like. It's got this sort of killer bass line. A um, little bit Stevie Wonder in parts, that mm-hmm. one. But it's all like a sort of groove track. And then you've got other ones where it's like full on drums. You've got some that are quite samba-ish, quite Latin yeah. feel as well to them. Um, thinking like track nine is very sort of Latin-y. Yeah, very much. Yeah, agreed. Um, and Stepper's Crusade, track five, yeah, yeah. Is, is sort of like a samba feel meets a TV theme tune, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I, that's that's a really good summary of it. Um, I, I kept thinking, is this is this meant to be like a homage to Rapper's Delight? And I was like, no, it's clearly not. But but it's a, it's a, it's a really cool track. I like that you picked out After the Rain because that was, you know, I think quite obviously the sort of drum highlight with that solo yes. in it. Um, it's funny because that track really draws me in. There's a sort of, um, and they, they do this quite a lot across the album. Um, it's almost atonal. Some of, some of the ways some of these tracks start because yeah. it's sort of, it's almost like the tune is very, very secondary or, or, you know, even further down the list than that. It's like, no, 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 this is a rhythm. This is about, um, just moving between sort of chords that are, have a slightly atonal relationship. I don't know what kind of scale it is or, you yeah. know, mixolydian and all that stuff, but it's um, it's really, sometimes that really grates on me, but with this, because it builds and it leads somewhere and it feels like it's sort of sucking you in and then all of a sudden kicks off in these different ways. Mm. I thought it was a really fascinating way to arrange the track and, and uh, it's, it's sort of nice to be exposed to a, a kind of music that at first throws you off guard and then later just really draws you in yeah my favourite was Kinshasa FC track 8 track 8 well that's just like a full on jam it's, it's, that's an instrumental that one isn't it yeah yeah I just um, thought that was awesome I think that does a great job of showcasing the feel and groove of the album that tr- mm-hmm. that song I agree it's a, you know it's really good but I, I, you know, I don't think there's a weak track on the album I do Not think it's really really good and I do think this is an album it's a bit of a Muso's album in parts isn't it I think drummers will love this I think bass players will love this yeah. the guitar sounds are really cool it does that um, good friend of mine who um, I play in a band with a bass player called Clark he always talks about the sound of a guitarist it's a very particular sound but imagine a guitarist a little mini guitarist playing guitar inside a glass bottle 
and you get this. You know that sound? Do you know what I mean? I think I do. And it yeah. feels like it's the kind of thing that would feature on a funk record. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that little... <laughs> is that because Clark, when he when he does like air drums, he plays the tiniest kit in the world as well? Clark does play the smallest kit in the world Stuck when he air drums. It's brilliant. It's, it's so brilliant. funny. Yeah. Um, so that sort of tickled me a little bit, but yeah, it's it's um, all through the album. It's, I think it's great. I think I, I can see like it being a real Musos album because of the, because of the the standard of playing on it is phenomenal. It's really really good. Really, really, really good. Um, some killer brass work as well, like a real, yeah. real sort of throwback to uh, to some of that kind of soul funk stuff. Really, really cool. And I think Kinshasa FC really shows that off as well. That's probably yeah. partly why I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, could I push you enough to see this live, do you think? I think so. Yeah, I mean... It's much of a muchness, you know. There's not a kind of slow groove to it, is yeah, there? Yeah, like... yeah. I feel like that. I feel like we probably wouldn't have the chance. It doesn't sound. It doesn't feel like a project that we would see live. I think if we were at a festival and, and it was on, we'd be like, yeah, we could. If it was outside and it was, you know, nice and sunny, everyone's having a good time. I could have totally imagined that. And if they, God, they'd line up a massive band on stage as well, wouldn't they? And it would just be yeah, like, beautiful so. to watch. It also feels like, I mean, some of the songs are like sort of hitting the seven, eight minute mark. You've got three or four songs on the album that are that long. Yeah. You feel like when you saw them live, they'd be hitting the 15 minute mark. Oh, yeah. You know, they'd just yeah, be totally. jamming it out in the middle and taking solos and stuff. It'd be wonderful. It'd be great to it see. It would be fun. Yeah, it's kind of immersive music in a lot of ways. Really, Absolutely. really enjoyed it. Absolutely. So I'm going to tell you my track for the playlist is going to be track two, Rhythm in Your Mind, which is the first track that I'd heard. Mm-hmm. Um, this um, feels, at three minutes 45, feels like the closest <laughs> to a single on the album. Yeah, total radio. Um, and it's yeah. also got a really lovely halftime sections to it, which are just like really seriously funky. So I'm going to go track two, Rhythm of Your Mind, for the playlist. And that was Aspect by Strata. So you've just heard our chat about Aspects by Strata. And coming up next, we're going to talk about the album Piano Piano by Jeremiah Freights. Don't forget to check out the playlist on www.adventuresinnewmusic.com or just search Adventures in New Music on Spotify or Apple Music. On the playlist, we stick one track from each album that we talk about and it's all there for your listening pleasure. Also, if you like what we're doing, Please feel free to buy us a coffee, link in the show notes, and friend us up on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're there. Come and say hello. 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 We're back. We're back. Welcome, second half. This is um, this is, this is is my choice now. We've changed ends. We have, yeah. I'm, I'm playing into the wind now. Sun's in my eyes. This is only going to go one way. Right. Uh, so the record I've chosen for us this week is Piano Piano by Jeremiah Freights. So, 
Piano Piano is the debut solo album from Jeremiah Freights, who is probably best known for his work as songwriter and multi-instrumentalist with the band The Lumineers. Piano Piano came out on 22nd of January on Dual Tone Records in the US and Canada and on Mercury KX elsewhere. We always get, we always get that kind of thing in Can there. I, yes. When did it come out? Uh, on the 22nd of January. What year did you say? Uh, uh, I don't think I said a year. Oh, did you not? But, but it would be this year because this is how we do things. I'm sure you said 2020. I, I, I'm not sure I did, but it'll be 2021. Okay. So, good. Derailed this intro with your... Anyway, can I, may I continue? Would you like to start again? No. Okay. <laughs> piano Piano is an instrumental album with all tracks based mostly around the piano, but supplemented with guitar, synths and drums all played by Freights himself, with string accompaniments from violinist Lauren Jacobson, cellists Ruben Cadelli and Alex Waterman, and a 40-piece orchestra at times. Though without lyrics, the album has a certain lyrical quality to it, with Freights often playing a tune or lead line on piano, which hints at the route a vocal melody might take. Of the move to make an instrumental album, Freights says, I love the idea of communicating with people through music alone, which can sometimes say more than words ever could. It's, you know, it's, it's maybe. Anyway, Piano Piano has been put together over the course of the last 10 years, something the album title hints at, not just in its musical translation of soft, but also in its direct translation from Italian, in which it means step by step. Uh. Reflecting the journey that Jeremiah Freights has taken to get here. I like that. So, Chris, a question. Piano, piano. Did it make you want to own two pianos or would you rather own two of a different instrument? <laughs> that is an awful question. <laughs> that is an it, awful question and one that I'm not going to give the decency of an answer. All right, fair enough. I couldn't get it out of my head once I, once I thought of it. I was like, this is so silly. Think of yeah. something else. And then I couldn't and I'm really sorry. That's all right. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so, first of all, I did realise it was uh, it was your man from uh, Lumineers. Did you? Is that because yes. you researched it or because you knew his name? No, because I knew his name because I've... What's their big hit? It's... Hey, ho, ho, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Um, but I've taught that a few times. I've seen his name on sheet music. Uh, and he's got quite a unique name, hasn't he? He does, um, really, yeah. It's a cool name. It's a very cool name. He looks like Woody Harrelson as well. Oh, does he? A little bit, yeah. All right. So, so I did notice him. Um, what a lovely, lovely album. Oh, I love this album. It's great, isn't it? Oh, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I yeah, could, I really yeah. liked it. I mean, and, and again, it's one of those albums. I knew I was going to love this in the first minute. Yeah, I love that. I love that first track. So the first track, Departure, 36 seconds long. Yeah. It's like, oh, whoa. And then it's over. And I was like, oh, that's a bold move as well. You can start an album with a seven minute, 40, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That uh, Strata did. Or you could just bang 36 seconds on it at the start. Either way, quite kind Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you know what I really enjoy? And I, I kind of got to be a little bit careful how I say this because I, I, I don't mean it in any sort of offensive <laughs> way. I love hearing the piano being played by somebody who isn't necessarily necessarily a virtuoso yeah yeah no, do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, you, we're not talking like lang lang or chopin here or anything mm. it's i just i love hearing somebody playing it almost like not necessarily in a in a conventional way i think it makes it really enjoyable i love the sort of note choices 
uh, and the chord selections they're quite sort of unconventional and it, it, it's like you know somebody who isn't necessarily a trained classical pianist yeah, yeah. making those choices it's just great something that you know other people wouldn't necessarily think about i think for me something like the second track chilies mm -hmm. it's got some really lovely passing notes oh it's so good like that, you've 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 picked up on 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 that really quickly um i mean is that the longest track on the album i think it might be at sort of six minutes but it's um there's this there's this passage in it where the kind of repeating motif but just sort of the passing notes are so different every time and then there's yeah. there's one time there's that beautiful blue note and it's like I'm so drawn to it like every time and I think mm. I think he only plays it the once in the whole track but every time it's coming up I'm like where is it is it here and yeah I remember having the same feeling uh, on on that Bright Eyes album, Old Soul Song for the New World Order, or whatever it's called. And, um, you know, the one that starts with the trumpet, grey light, yeah. New Day, Leak Streamer. Yeah, it's uh, there's a beautiful blue note in that. And it's always like, first time I heard it, be like, oh, it sticks out. And then gradually it's like the bit you want to hear the most. And it's uh, that's a really beautiful track, is Chile. And it, it's complex and, and it moves in different, I guess, movements. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, getting in early, probably going to make the playlist. Do you think? Yeah, I, d I don't know. I mean, th the thing is, this has got gold all over it. Any one of these tracks is 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 worth it. Shall I tell you my favourite while we're yeah, talking? To, uh, my favourite's uh, Maggie, track four. Ah, see, Maggie, I think, is brilliant. Which is, I'll tell you why I like it. it it's odd time. Mm -hmm. Tick, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and it's one of the only ones that's got drums in it. And it's yeah. really cool how the drums sort of build up throughout the song. Yeah. And I just really enjoy that song, really takes me on a journey when I listen to it. I really, really like it. But the whole album is great. You talked before at the start, at the top of the show, you talked about sort of getting into a bit of meditating and headspace and mm -hmm. stuff. And I've been doing similar. Do you know what I mean? We've got yeah. to look after our mental health. We're nearly 40, mm -hmm. man. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so just these sort of past couple of weeks, just trying to sort of pay more attention to winding down, trying to get a decent night's sleep, all that sort of thing, turning your brain off. Yeah. And this album is perfect just to bang on yeah. at the end of the night. Completely. It's great. Just let it wash over you at the end of the evening. And again, I don't mean this as any negative at all, but what a good album to fall asleep to. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's got it's got little bits of drama to it. I think Possessed is a particularly dark one. It kind of... It builds and it shrinks and it's got that kind of, I, I don't know what you call it, that sort of, that plodding kind of, doom, 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 yeah, doom, yeah. you know, to it. Um, and, and and it's got this sort of, you know, it returns to its opening motif and, and, and clever little things like that. But it's um, it's it's one of the darker ones, but it, you'd never say it was like a rocking track. No. And, it, and even on Maggie, the drums on that, they're sort of gallopy, but not like, they just, they're part of the fabric of what's going on really beautiful and I also like how that track's positioned on tr as track four because you, you sort of think you've got your head around the album and okay we're going to mm. have a piano album here and then all of a sudden we've got you know oh put some drums in there put yeah. some drums in. in interesting story behind that um, he, he tried to record that quite a few times and was never happy with it and I think it's, it's like about seven years old that track and he's just tried to put it down so many times and was on the verge of like binning it off and then he added drums to it and he's like oh I hate these drums and it, uh, I think his wife is actually Italian and she was over in Italy uh, and her dog Maggie passed away while they were out there. And she was like, 
keep the drums or something like that. And he was like, <laughs> all right, okay. And then suddenly kind of like, he's like, yeah, actually, I love this. Let's get it on the album. And um, oh, it was quite cool kind of. Nice, cool. I like the idea of a track taking that long to get right. And, you know, like if ever you've done any recording yourself and you're like, oh, man, that's not how it was in my head. And, yeah. and you hear every detail of everything you did wrong yeah. and everything that doesn't – fit with how you imagined and you do you forget about how good it could sound and you sometimes you need that space or you need that sort of affirmation from someone else to make you go you know what this is good this is all right and then totally totally it's that whole it's that whole thing that we talked about in episode two of this current series when we when we talked about dead hand control by bayo Mm -hmm. and he was saying that that album was the closest that he's ever come to producing what was in his mind yeah and it's that whole thing It, it, it takes away a lot of the pressure when you go do you know what I'm never going to get it to how exactly how I imagine it in my mind. Yeah, it's that it's that whole thing, isn't it? Um, I tell you another thing that I really really enjoyed about this album. I loved the way that it's recorded, how atmospheric it was. To me, it feels like they've just banged a couple of room mics in a space with a piano. Mm-hmm. It's totally. it's lovely. Track three, Tokyo. You can hear the keys and the pedals being pressed. You can hear he's got a squeaky stool in it. Yeah. Um, Similarly in uh, Possessed, like you said, it's that whole whole thing where you can you hear the room. The room is an instrument, not just the piano. Oh, that's a nice way of looking at it. I like that a lot. One of, one of the things I, you know, just another little kind of did you spot this thing that I really like about this is the fact that track one is called Departure and track 11 is called Arrival. Yeah. And it's like yeah. the whole thing is a journey. Yes. And it's like you, you've arrived when you get to the end of it. It's not like, you know, oftentimes when you're listening to an album, it's like, oh, track one, you've arrived. We're here. Yes. This is where yeah. you're going to be. This is all about, no, no, you, you, you're leaving now, now, and you get to the end, and now you've arrived. And it's like, I, there's a part of me that's like, I wonder when we talk about, you know, the headspace and looking after our mental health and enjoying this album. Have you arrived somewhere different by the end of it because it's done something to you? You know, oh, maybe reading a bit too much into it, but I, I like the kind of myth of, of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole album, I mean, we've not even touched on the strings. The strings are wonderful. The strings oh, sound so, so, so good. I mean, the from like the your big warm strings in some of the earlier tracks through to like track eight and air that kills with the sort of uh, pizzicato oh, strings and really sort of frantic, but then really nice warm textures as it goes through as well. Again, that one though, um, an air that kills, the, the chord choices on that, you just don't see them coming. It just, the song just takes you in directions you're just not expecting. Yeah, completely. And you talked, you talked a little while ago about um, Chopin and, and his style of playing. Yeah, he, he was totally virtuoso. And I always kind of picture him or always put him in the same bracket as Debussy, who is like a, a pianist style of love, but he was never, never quite as showy or as frantic as Chopin mm-hmm. always felt. I mean, I don't probably don't know enough about him. He was probably bags of talent that could do all that stuff as well. But um, there, there was something of some of the chord choices in certain tracks that felt very uh, Debussy or, you know, French. <laughs> or yeah. Like yeah. like even someone like uh, Pyromaniac, track 10, was very like Jan Tiersen style piano, very yes. family soundtrack. Well, exactly what I've got written down. Th- this whole album sounds like it could be a soundtrack for mm. a kickoff, but mm. this... 
album and that track in particular, that really reminded me of Amelie soundtrack. It, yeah, yeah. it really did remind me. It also reminds me of, I don't know if you've heard of a, um, a film composer called John Bryan, who's done some amazing soundtrack work. I think the most um, well-known ones is he did uh, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, <sighs> Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. But he also finished off the Mac Miller album from last year. Do you remember oh, that, right. that, yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah. album that... Uh, the, the posthumous one. That's the one. That's the mm. word. I know they said uh, post-hummus then. Um, oh, God, don't. I'm starving. No. But that's... Um, that, it's that whole sort of thing. It sounds like a soundtrack. It's, it's, it's just a beautiful album. It's a great album. Really, really nice. Totally. Uh, would you see it live? And if so, where? It'd have to be somewhere like the Bridgewater Hall, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. We've talked about this in relation to was it Grand Brothers or something? We were talking about this back yes, in episode. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um yeah, you know, and, and remembering that I'd chosen Grand Brothers, which again was a was a totally piano centric album, but in a very different way. I was almost like, Oh, sorry, I've chosen another instrumental piano based album. Uh forgive me. But actually worlds apart. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, really acoustic. That was really electric and, and very, very, uh, not gimmicky, but gadgety, you know, very clever in a different way. This is, this is really rootsy, yeah. really earthy music. And I, I really enjoyed it for that. And I would say, I know I recommended it before, but I would say Playground in a Lake by Clark is a great companion piece to this mm-hmm. record. They work mm-hmm. really, really well. So, uh, you know, if you like this album, I'd check out the Clark record as well. Um, cool. So, playlist, just remind us again. Going with Chili. Now, it was, it was a tough one because I thought Tokyo was a great song. And I think that's kind of like, I think that's one of the singles from this album as well. It's a bit more orchestral. It's It's like a... It's a very short song as well, 228. It's it's gorgeous. But I think Chili's the one that really, I don't know, just really made me fall in love with this album. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it represents certain aspects of what goes on, um, but not wholly. But I don't know if there is a track that, that kind of conveys everything. But this is this is as much of everything as I, as I think it, it can be. So Chili, track two, going on the playlist for me. Super duper. Couple of great albums. And also another couple of good albums that you can listen to with the family. Yeah, absolutely. No effing and jeffing on these guys. Pop it on while you're having your tea. You've got, I mean, this great bit of background music. You want some for a barbecue this weekend? Get Strata on for crying out loud. Hey, tell you what, that's not a bad shout, you know. I hope it's sunny. Is it going to be sunny? Will be if you put that album on. Yeah, you're probably right. Sunshine indoors, mate. Mm. Right, so that was Piano Piano by Jeremiah Freights. I'd like to have two pianos. Um, Chris wouldn't. Well, I haven't got one piano at home. You've got well, piano, I, I, you? I ain't got one. You I used to. Got... Where's your piano gone? Well, I don't know. Uh, where did we, go? we We let someone else have it because we didn't really have room for it. So, yeah, I'll have two pianos. You can you can come over and play your piano. If you... Anyway, there you go. Done that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, done. Yeah. Episode 13 ticked off. Let's not get into numbers again like last week. That was. Uh... What did we do last week? Um, <laughs> Can't remember. Just, just name loads of things. Oh, yeah, 12. we did. We did say Toy numbers. Story 12. Yeah, was so, yeah let's not it? do that then. Yeah. No, better not. So that was episode 13. Couple of cracking albums there. Do make sure you check them out. What about next week then? What about it, eh? So two new albums again. 
Surprise. Uh, so my choice is 60 Summers by Julia Stone. And the track that I've heard is uh, We All Have. And what have you chosen, Chris? It sounded like you, the way you said that is it sounded like you're going to say another word. Okay. <laughs> that's all right, though. That's fine. That's fine. I have chosen. He just caught me a bit off guard. That's all. Just caught me a bit sorry, off guard. Mate, I have chosen Dream Weapon by Genghis Tron. And I've heard track two, Priocene. Very exciting. Um, before we go, I just want to say thank you very much for listening. If you've liked what you heard, please don't hesitate to, uh, you know, like, subscribe, uh, share the love, tell your friends, just get other people involved and get in touch on the socials, on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. We're Adventures in New Music. Or you can email us, adventuresinnewmusic at gmail.com and tell us anything you want to tell us about new music, share uh, share some recommendations, whatever else you want to do. Uh, feel free to buy us a coffee, link in the show notes. And if you want to check out the website, there's lots of other good things on there about us and the other records we've been listening to, the other episodes, and I've gone on far too long now. Chris, you say something. Um, it's only a couple of weeks off our first birthday, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Wow, we've been doing this that long. Yeah, should we have a think about we'll have a think about what to do because we've got two more Should've episodes and it's our first birthday. Should we let's have a we'll we'll chat about it a bit further next week. All right, cool. Knees up. Wicked. And then episode 15 will be one. We are one. <laughs> do you reckon that's what that Smashing Pumpkins song I am one it was about? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Definitely it's about first birthday party, isn't it? Yeah. It's never occurred to me before, but clearly well, Billy Corgan did work part time, didn't he, as a as a as a, a, a children's clown, children entertainer. I can believe that. Yeah, mm. Uh, mm. yeah. Have you seen his wrestling uh, videos and furniture sales stuff? No. Very weird YouTube videos where he stops a wrestling fight um, because they're about to smash a really high quality chair, and I think he had a stake in both the wrestling and the furniture shop. So. Uh, he was the perfect person to advertise both in one fell swoop. Anyway, we'll put a link in the show notes. You can all enjoy that gem. Anyway, without further ado, goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Bye.